rebuilding job. Energy. You know, glad to see you. Hello. Welcome back to the Tottenham Depot. I'm your host, Andrew. You can follow me at Aesthetica. You can follow us at Tottenham Depot. We're here to talk about a 2-2 with Wren that Spurs uh, kind of muddled through over there in France this afternoon. It is Thursday, the 16th of September. I'm joined by Todd and Scott. Let's first throw it out to the Todd father himself at TC underscore Cachot. Todd, how's it going, my friend? Gentlemen, every day that uh, we get to talk about Tottenham Hotspur playing a football match in Europe, it's uh, it a good day. I mean, draws are important too, especially <laughs> away, right? Um, it was it was lackluster to say the least, but I thought that we saw a few guys play a few important minutes. We also saw a few fucking injuries that mm. just – I don't even – my only hope is that we are bit by the injury bug early, and um, so then you know the pendulum swings back the other direction uh, later on in the season when it really matters. So, uh. yeah, that would that would certainly be nice. That would really be nice if we could stay healthy, because uh, at this point, it's it's there's not a lot of other bodies that that Tottenham Hotspur could actually lose. I mean, there are, but you don't even want to think about those. No. Uh, We've also got Scott with us at DSM Spurs up there in Seattle. Scott, how's it going, my friend? Good, man. Can't complain. Decent point on the road today. As Todd said, the performance was shit, but whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll certainly dive into it. Want to quickly mention, uh, or I guess wish, a happy birthday to our other member of the team here, Dakota. Uh, he's off celebrating with with family and friends. So uh, happy decided, birthday day! We decided he did not need to join us on the pod today. No big deal. Uh, but Dakota celebrating a birthday today. So uh, uh, happy wishes to him, um, <clears throat> gentlemen. The lineup today uh, a little different, obviously. <laughs> all of the injuries that have been suffered and and the continued absence of of defenders and and a certain midfielder because of their uh, soiree in South America last week, but. We finally got Tangi and Dombele in a midfield today. Uh, we got an attacking lineup today, which was nice. Um, the back line, Joe Rodon makes an appearance, his first European game with Spurs. Um, we got, you know, Matt Darty. I think expected. I think the rest of the lineup pretty expected. Really, the lineup overall, I think pretty expected. But, um, you know, Todd, I wanted to just get your general thoughts, first of all, on when you saw the 11 and and, you know, what were your thoughts on, the team that Nuno put out, especially when you compare it to the team that, especially in defense, that he put out in the midfield last week against Palace. I mean, it showed a little creativity. It showed um, it showed that he has a plan going forward, and we're not just a team that's going to sit back for the rest of the season. I think it really is about getting players bedded in and and trying to figure out where. Uh, that best midfield is going to come from because I mean it's it's as we've talked about ad nauseum here. Um, it's a, it, it's about finding that that I don't know synergy to work together, right? I hate that kid, that uh, you know niche phrase or whatever, but you know that's that's really kind of what you're looking for. So who's going to gel and, and and really bring that fluidity from defense to attack that we've been missing? And I 
honest to goodness, like I thought Brian Heal and, and Tongi actually worked pretty well together. Um, I, I was, I was not upset. I thought, I thought Ollie Skip did okay in moments. There was, there were a couple of turns that were like, Oh, what's up Skip. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, nothing wild and crazy. I was glad to see him get minutes. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, all in all, I, I thought, uh, the changes were more interesting than the initial 11. Well, let's get into that, Scott. I mean, th- some of these changes were forced changes, obviously. We had the injury uh, in the 30th minute to Steven Bergvine. That brought on Hoybier, which kind of kind of really changed the 11. It, it, you know, when you're bringing off a winger for, um, for a midfielder, for a defensive midfielder, it kind of turns – they almost had like a 4-1, 4-1 going on early on. And it kind of switched it back into a more traditional four-two-three-one uh, after the the 30th minute and the injury to Bergvine, um, and then obviously the other injury after halftime to Lucas Mora, which at that point it's like get Harry Kane off as well. Um, sorry, phrasing, remove Harry Kane from the pitch as well, um, and you know move on from there. But at the, at that point, like the changes, I agree with Todd. What did you think of the changes specifically, Scott? The, the, obviously, some of them being forced and some of them um, just being strategic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the in-game management was just what he had to do. Um, silly that Bergvine and Lucas both went down. I, I don't even know. It's just like laughable at this point. Um, yeah. Hoivier came on and it was kind of whatever. I <laughs> – I think the issue for me is just that no matter no matter who's on, no matter what we're doing, our, we don't we don't seem to be able to have a we can't find a midfield that can get the ball into the final third efficiently. And that I don't even know what our midfield was today. Like we're talking about formations. It was just like a hodgepodge of people running around. So and that's kind of <laughs> what it's been. Um, and so we we just found found the the uh, episode title Andrew I mean I actually thought I actually thought the in the beginning yeah, before things before things kind of turned with the injuries I thought having skip sit deep was good you had Tangi yeah. kind of in the middle running shit and then you had kind of I, I agree with you to an extent you had heel and Bergvine kind of on either side with Lucas and Harry kind of up top um, but also kind of not fully up top because both were kind of dropping into the midfield to to receive the ball like they do. Um, it it was a little strange, but I was just encouraged that it wasn't. I mean, I know this at this point we're lowering the bar so low that we could step <laughs> over it, but like I was just glad that it wasn't a you know Hoybier skip winks type of midfield where it was so defensive like it was last week. At least there were attacking players on the pitch last week. We were calling out. Put Ndombele on, put heel on, put these guys on that we want to see that that have some some oomph going forward. And I'm just grateful that we saw that at least, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think so, but I'm still just – I'm kind of at a loss for words because I just don't know, like – I don't really know what positives to take from, like, anyone that was on the field or any changes that were made. It was just – it was extremely lackluster. Um Go ahead. No, I I think that's an important point to make. Todd, go ahead. I know exactly what you're going to jump in with. 
my fucking Viking came on and did Viking shit, and it's what he does, and I'm happy that he did it again today. Um, sometimes you gotta shush some farmers. Um, like, it, like, see, that's not where I thought you were going. No, no, no. This was, this was such a disappointing performance across the board. I agree with Scott, but every single time my guy touches the pitch, he could be the man of the match. Um, Great, man. I mean, yeah. And I, well, I say there's no positive positivity there is because it's for, for, for an injured, injured Bergman, I guess, if you really get down to it, I, whoever, you know, and but I, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, he, yeah, Hoybier was fine, but we're going to need a lot more than him. Well, See, I, I think, I, I thought you guys were both going to bring up that I thought Tongi and Dombele looked pretty good today. So. Tongi looks good every time Tongi plays. It's never been whether or not Tongi is going to look good. It was whether or not Tongi was going to find a pitch in a Nuno side. And he has. Rejoice. Hooray. <laughs> we'll see you on fucking Sunday. Let's go. Like, Maybe. Or, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, listen, Scott, we have to have this conversation. And we have to have this conversation now. I'm super glad that you're here. Oh, hold Wait. on. Are you going where I think you're going? Galini's fucking terrible, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's not great. He's no, not no, great. no, 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 no. I gave you not great for like the first little bit of this because he has uh, a a big smile and a big personality. I even I even gave you the like, all right, dude. He's like the Michelle Vorm of like, bro, bro. He's not. Dude, that, I I watched that match today and went. But can we term this loan early? It was this that was bad. his, I want to say, what, seventh appearance, including preseason, something like Is that? It? Yeah. I believe so. Something like that. I, I know he played in both the legs. Or did he play <coughs> both legs against, uh, what, do you, who do you, what do you call him, Todd? Pacho Stay Your Mama? Um, he, That's he played in, he's he played, played This in, is his competition. He's played every, he's played every match in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think he played, he played, I would assume he played in all the preseason matches as well, which they're preseason. Well, what do you want? But he didn't even look that great in those. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. That, so this has to be discussed. And, and, and I want, I want Scotty to hop in here and get his opportunity to, to say this, but I, I, I bang on about this because it's, it's, it's what I've banged on about since he, since we got him, since I watched the fucking film on him. It's what I banged on about when we watched him in preseason. It's what I fucking bang on about every time he puts on 22 in a Tottenham kit is that he can't see the fucking ball from outside the box. It's ridiculous. He is awful as a reactionary goalkeeper. And it makes me very sad that we want him to be something more than he will ever, ever be. I mean, I don't. I don't really have a rebuttal because my Golini shit is all about him being a rapper. It has nothing to do with his performances <laughs> on the field. So, like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, he's probably shitty at, at his position. He's probably shitty as the goalkeeper, <laughs> but he's cool. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, You're not wrong. You're I, not feel wrong. Like, I feel like Todd came into this podcast wanting to fight Scott, and Scott's just going to roll over and be like, yeah, you're kind of right. He's not that I mean, you're right, but he has bars, man. <laughs> I can't remember the last keeper that had bars for Spurs, so I don't know. They, it's fine. Maybe he maybe Bravo, he needs LASIK. Bravo could drop a few anyway. Maybe he needs LASIK surgery just so he can see a little maybe. better when the ball's coming. Maybe. In. Like wasn't there a wasn't there an NFL quarterback that had LASIK and it like improved his 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 passing outlook afterward? I'm, I'm sure there are several. I think there um, was. I maybe don't necessarily 
No, I don't think that it, he's having a problem seeing things. I, Andrew, it's 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 a reactionary thing. It's like, yeah. like when you when you when you watch, and we're spoiled because we have the best reactionary goalkeeper right. in the world. Yeah, right. But no but problem. and that, and that needs to be said. But this, you, you either can or you can't. Well, we and talked about it. We talked about it before the season, and and you and I, Todd, were were really right on the same page in saying. And and this is like all banter about him being a rapper and him being a personality aside. Like we said, there are a lot of people who think that 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 Tottenham have solved their goalkeeper problem beyond Hugo Lloris, who is in all likelihood going to depart after this season. And we were just like, uh, no, they haven't. Um, they've got a stopgap, which is fine. He and he's a fine stopgap goalkeeper, especially when you don't really give that much of a damn about the Europa Conference League or I mean, let's be honest even the the league cup the fa cup i mean it would be nice for spurs Bro, to make a run i don't want to see him i don't want to see him in the fa cup i don't want to see him as my fa cup goalkeeper yeah like i mean that's me. months away Here anyway i mean we're talking about four months from now so that's uh, hell there could be 17 more injuries in this team by then who knows thanks for um, that but, <laughs> well th- at this rate what do you, you know I'm I'm suffering it on both ends, man. You know who my NFL football team is. So I mean, this is yeah, that's fair. It's, that's, injuries oh, are part of the game. Dude, they, dude, they play, they played the GD. Like uh, they yeah. played the, the the GD Benny Hill theme song at the end of that game for you guys, Andrew. They so, they should have yeah. played the Benny Hill theme song at the end of the, the the match in France today as well, because that was. Let's get back to talking about this performance and 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 Scott kind of hit on it. It was kind of a hodgepodge. I mean, they give up the goal early and you're kind of like, okay, you know, or you know, we got the goal but it, it even even the Lucas, you know, assisted own goal, whatever you want to call it, was like okay, like there was some nice build up play to that, but it wasn't anything that you really felt great about. <laughs> but you got yourself a 1-0 lead 11 minutes in or so. And then like 15, 10, 15 minutes later, you, you know, you give it up on that goal outside the box that we talked about. The game never really felt like it had flow because of the choppiness of the setup. And then, of course, the injuries, because the injuries, you know, really changed everything. I mean, when Hoybier comes on for, for Bergvine, and by the way, the Bergvine injury did not look good. I mean, at all. Well, it was a re-aggravation of the injury that he suffered on international duty. It seemed and like it, he yeah. Injured, yeah, and so he's something that he's been nursing. Yeah, yeah. I, and the the Lucas injury, honest to God, the Lucas, and I put this in the group chat, dude, he's not going to be right until after Christmas. That's a high ankle sprain, and that looked nasty as fuck, if not a knee. It was bad. I mean, are we going to see, like, Marcana Day playing on Sunday? Like, yes. where, where are we at this point? I don't, fuck, Sunday. I don't yeah. even do. We have to go to Wolves in the League Cup a week from like a, a week from t- today. Like, what are we going to do? I think it's actually a week from yesterday. I think it's next Wednesday. Crime. Oh, we, we, we have two options. We either play. Okay, so if Sun can somehow play, then you can play him and, and Kane and Heel up top. Probably not going to happen. Like, I think we're going to have to play a back three just like literally because of personnel. Hold on. And, let me ask you this. And number we'll get one, into that, I'm sure. Number, but... number one, is it worth playing Sun? Is it worth rushing Sun back? I, well, not for actually, Chelsea. I, I don't agree. know, man, because look at, look at this. And I don't know. We're, again, I don't want to put cards for horses, but we have Chelsea, then we have Wolves, then we have Arsenal, then we have Villa. Who's a good? 
We have Newcastle who can bogey us. We then have West Ham. Then anyone United. can bogey us. <laughs> and all these teams can beat us, dude. Listen yes, to this. Anyone can beat anyone. Chelsea. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, but like actually, we're it could be a problem for us. Like Chelsea, Arsenal, Villa, Newcastle, West Ham, United, Everton, Leeds. So I almost I'm what I'm getting at is like, yes, you play Sun because we we can't start a spiral. We need a good performance, but also you don't play Sun because we can't spiral over these next X amount of matches, right? So I don't know. So but it's not my choice. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, right? So I look at it like this. Um what I saw out of both Brian Heal and Tongi and Dombele, um is extremely encouraging because what I've seen out of uh Hoybier and Skip so far this year and what I've seen out of Deli Alley. Uh, in a pressing role um, has been encouraging this year. And we're going to need those players to do big things going forward if we're going to make it through this with any sort of points. Any sort, uh, any sort of respectability. Any sort of points. I, and I just mean that because, I listen, do I think that we're going to win at Chelsea? Is it, is it at Chelsea? No, it's a home match. It's a home match. Do I think we're going to win at home? I honestly goodness, optimistically think it's a draw. Um, Very optimistically. Uh, right. But I'm just saying. No, um, I, I hear you. I don't think we win uh, in a League Cup at Wolves. I think we bow out of that motherfucker very early. I would be um, – I would welcome it, honestly. And I same. know that sounds blasphemous, but nope, same. The, the, the piling on of game mid, midweek games already is like you're looking at this team. It is a walking mash unit, and it's not good. Um, I I do want to touch on – you mentioned Ndombele. Ndombele and Heal were the two that everyone clamored for last Saturday. They did play today. I, I think Ndombele is actually a sticking point – for, for me to talk about a little bit because we got a little bit of, I don't even want to call it news. We got some reporting from a reputable source that Todd will not bitch and moan about this week about Tonki and Dombele and his cycle, I guess you want to call it the, 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 which, which could also be called, as I know, Scott will point out the Tottenham cycle. It's, you know, the, he plays well, he thinks he's better than, he complains that he doesn't play more. He sulks, whatever that cycle is. What, what exactly, first of all, how much of this do we buy? Secondly, I mean, I think there has to be some truth to it, right? But what does it mean going forward for him? I know this is not something that we can actually tangibly know or, or let alone predict, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put this out there as, as, as an example. I went, I hopped on the, the, the bird app today and I, you know, uh, Nathan Clark from uh, the extra inch was tweeting about Ndamale. And I said, it's, it's going to be kind of inexcusable at this point now, if he's not in the starting 11 going forward, right. After seeing his performance today, plus with all the injuries piling up, this is something that we would all, I think, tend to assume. He said pretty much, uh, except he would, he would be okay. You know, he would understand if it didn't happen, if he's missing from the lineup against Chelsea on Sunday, which I guess would be for fitness, but you know, other players are going to play on Sunday that played today. So I don't see why he couldn't play, but are we getting to that point with you guys? Are we getting to the point where if Ndombele is not in the lineup, there's something's kind of inexcusable about that. No, I don't think any, I don't think Ndombele. Oh, sorry, Todd. 
Oh, no worries, dude. All I was going to say was no, because it's obvious that there's a plan here. It's obvious they're working them back in. They're trying to sort it out. They're doing it their way. Uh, Nuno and his team are very tied and dialed into their the fitness of the players and making sure that everybody is fresh and looks fresh. And we've noticed that in the difference of the fitness of the players already. And um, so, yeah, no, it's – you can only play the players that are available to play, Andrew. And we as fans want, want those players to be available to play, especially when it's Tongi and Dombele, and he has that ability. Uh, I do want to speak on the, the, the point that you mentioned, though, uh, about the reputable report in his cycle. And I think it's 100% accurate. Only because, and essentially, what 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 Ali was saying was that he he would he'd work really hard, he'd do really well, he'd believe his own hype, and then he'd start to get uh, I don't want to say big headed, but he he'd start to big league people around him, and start to you know his 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 yes men around him would start to to get in his ear about demanding better things, and then he would try to force a move, and so I think. The only way that Tongi was ever going to see the pitch under Nuno, if Nuno has shown us anything as a leader at this point in time, is when Tongi fully embraced the project at hand. The people who left didn't want to be here anymore. The people who stayed have done things the way that Nuno asked, has asked them to do. I think that that's the sort of thing that we could expect out of Tongi to do and why seeing his inclusion um, going forward uh more frequently is something that I expect to see. Uh, it's because I think we're about there, man. I think he has bought in. I think it's I think it is Tongi time. I, I get Scott, I'm gonna let you jump in here in a second, but I, I get what you're saying, but I think that goes back to something that we spoke about before the close of the transfer window with Harry Kane as well. Are we believing that there's a difference between these two things that Harry Kane has fully bought into Nuno's project and that's why he's playing versus Tongi and Dimbele hasn't and that's why he has been playing? Or is there something else going on there? Because you, you talk about availability. Tanya Dumbley has been available. He's been training for weeks, months even. And he this was his first appearance under Nuno. I mean, he it's not like he hasn't been available. He hasn't it's not like he hasn't been fit. I mean, he's been there training every day. So that's what I'm that's where the the disconnect is for me. Well, physical fitness and mental fitness or 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 match fitness for whatever we want to call it are not the same thing. Right. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, since we've already done it once, I'll, I'll make the NFL comparison uh, as a Bucks fan. You know, we got a, a very talented kid by the name of Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones isn't necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer. He struggles with the playbook and you can't fucking play with Tom Brady. If you don't know when Tom Brady checks the line to pick up pass protection. Sure, and, you, sure. uh, and so it's a similar sort of situation here where it's like, I'm not necessarily sure that it's fitness related, but he just wasn't ready to step on a pitch for a new no side. And I think now that he is, we're, we're going to see his inclusion more regularly. And that can only bode well for Tottenham because we know how good of a fucking player that guy is. Scott, jump in on Tongi. I, I don't know, man. I I don't want to come off as super negative, but I'm kind of on the other side of this where if if he's playing consistently, it's because he's doing well, and that's what I hope. But at this point, I I think the the moments that we're holding on to as fans are some pretty pretty special moments of flair in the midfield that have led to, to goal scoring opportunities. I, I, I won't look past that. And then some like fancy dribbling in corners, but I think there is there 
for me, I look at, and I'm just gonna, I'll go there at this point. I think I look at how poor, how poorly we have recruited as a, as an organization. And since, since we signed Rafa, we've signed two players who have made an impact and it's Erickson and Toby, like really no other signings have made um, an impact. Oh, Jesus Christ, son. Holy shit. I was going to say, there's another one, but ridiculous that I missed that, but, but but those three, I really can't think of, of much else, Ray. And I look at Tongi and I look at the fact that we spent $68 million on him or whatever, and no one else was interested. That tells me a lot. And I think we are notorious for signing guys who other clubs won't touch for whatever reason. Um, and I just fear that that's happening again with Tongi. I mean, no one came in for him. And I know that because he came to Spurs. Had anyone else come in for him, he wouldn't have been a Spurs. Um, and I just, I worry there's a reason for that and I want the best for him, but I just, I don't think Tongi's ever going to amount to much at this point. I don't know. It's interesting though. You, you're, you made that comparison to those other three players, Toby, Erickson and son. And those three were, you know, wh- why wouldn't those players have gone to another club? Like why they couldn't were bargains, Tongi... dude? Well, no and, one and, knew but... whose son was Erickson. We got for 11 million and you're and... right. But but I guess in, in comparing Tongi to those players, I guess I guess I don't see the I don't see it because I'm not even asking Tongi to be as generally generationally impactful as those players. I'm just asking him to be on the pitch and be a positive contributor to sure. you know hopeful what is hopefully some more offensive, not offensive football from Spurs. And and every time he he's on the pitch, to some degree. that's what I'm that. saying. Yeah, every time yeah, he's yeah. on the pitch, for me, he is progressing the ball. And it's not even just about the flicks and tricks and the and the fancy stuff that he does. I, I could, you know, that's the stuff that that people see on highlights. To me, yeah, it's who gives that a there fuck was, about that stuff. To be honest, like it doesn't yeah, matter. To me, it's more about we look like we have more purpose when we're on the ball when Tongi is on the pitch when he's versus when we play three defensive midfielders on the pitch. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to just go on possession alone, which I know is, is, is not fair, but Spurs had much more of the ball today than Ren did. And part of that is because Tongi and Dombele was on the pitch from the, for the majority of the match, because yeah. he's a guy that can possess the ball. He can do things with it. I mean, he was able to get the ball to Lucas at times and Lucas can, can, can run with the ball. Brian Heal was able to get to the ball. I mean, all of these things are when you you know it 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 takes it takes having the ball to score the ball and that's the problem Spurs are having right now in terms of you know putting the ball in the back of the net so you know that's I, I don't know Todd you look like you want to jump in here you're you're muted though bud that's the only problem technical difficulties technical you're good my friend it's all right I'm I'm glad. Uh, because it actually allowed you to finish your point uninterrupted. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the mute button should be utilized more often by me. Um, that said, uh, the other reason why uh, Tongi and Dombele looked as strong uh, as he did today is because uh, Baptiste Santa Maria is a fucking farmer and it was tough to watch. And so, uh, you know, you kind of look at that. If you look, the guy on the other side had uh, the goal and the fucking game of his life that he's going to tell his kids about and like forever. He scored um, the legend, Pierre. Uh, uh, what's his name? I don't even know his first name. Golini. Pierre Luigi Golini. Pierre Luigi. 
Oh God, he scored I, on the legend. I don't know, man. I I will like re- regardless of who played today, what they did. You know, Tongi was involved. We had sixty percent of the ball and zero clear cut chances. So like, he didn't make enough of an impact for me. I mean, you um, say we had zero clear cut chances. That's not that's not true either, my friend. I mean. I mean, Tongi had that, that beautiful that, one-two in the second half statistics. Like I didn't. I'm not like just saying we didn't. I'm like looking at stats. But I mean, Tongi it, nearly it, it, scored on that one-two he had with Kane in the second half. I mean, I well, I think that just that ball bounced off him and went out of bounds. So they won't call call that a clear-cut chance. I don't think um, goal-scoring opportunity for sure, right? Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, we we had we had four shots today. We had sixty percent of the ball and zero clear cut chances. For me, that's just not good enough. Um, and we got to figure that out. And I'm not trying to be negative. But my my concern is this: like Nuno's a defensive manager for sure. We all knew that. I'm happy with Nuno. I was. I've said before. He I just would have hired him three months before we did right and got this thing going. But we've got to figure out a way to create goal scoring opportunities because we have zero ideas right now and we cannot rely on Delhi. Delhi is a goal scorer. Delhi Delhi is a cool, calm, collected motherfucker in the box. He's not going to be everything we need from a from a creation, you know, point of view this season and we got to get it figured out quickly. And that could be Tongi, that could be Giovanni Lacelso. One can't get his head right, one can't keep his body right and we got to get that figured out quickly or we're going to be in trouble. Or he at least can't keep it out of South American COVID hot zones. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Th- that's and a, on that's that a... note, too, Romero's fucked himself real good because at this point, he's probably the fifth string center back. And that's a whole nother conversation. But well, and what's crazy about that is he very well may start against Chelsea on Sunday. But that's something I got. That I we're... fucking hope not, man. That's something I, I, that I we're going to on in Sanchez all day, baby. But yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, no, it's, it's, I guess for me, and it's funny you mentioned the, the Nuno thing and, and being, you know, pro Nuno, I'm, I'm more skeptical because I want to see more consistency out of his selections in terms of progressive football. I don't want to see anything like I saw last Saturday against palace with that midfield. And I guess this is another case of the bar just being lowered to the point of stepping over it because I thought today, weirdly uh, a draw against a, a, a lower level side was a positive step in the right direction just because of the players that he decided to put on the pitch. And of course shit went haywire because of injury and everything else. And it was still just a draw, but I at least thought, okay, at least he's willing to do some things with, with playing these players and, and trying to get something going more offensively. I just, I know that I know two really dumb things about, about football. You have to score goals in order to win games and you have to have the ball to score the goal to to score it. And Spurs seem to do better with both of those things when players like Brian Heal and Tongi and Dombele are on the pitch versus when players like Harry Winks are on the pitch. So yeah, cool. that's, and I think, that's the positive that I'll take. And, and I just want to see it more consistently going forward now, as long as yeah, everybody totally, can stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. And I, I think like my, my concern is more blanketed probably. Right. Because I'm looking at this competition. I don't give a fuck. Like whatever, this competition is stupid. It's clearly just, going to cause problems for us um the points fine like the the if this was europa league i'd say great fucking point baby let's roll right but because of the my lackluster opinion of this competition i'm like whatever it's a fine point but had we played anyone in the premier league 15th or better we lose that game for today yes you're absolutely right and that's why i'm concerned dude is like 
I don't care about this fucking competition. I don't care about the League Cup. I care about pushing for top four and pushing for the FA Cup. Today told me that we are not ready for either of those things today. And that's where I'm fucking concerned, man. Like, we are not playing good football. Well, I, okay. Well, I'm glad we that they don't. I'm, We've dude, got I'm good just, results. Listen, you're not wrong. I'm glad they don't hand out the FA Cup on the 16th of September. Totally. Totally. Totally, man. Of, of course. But I, I I also don't think it's 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 completely, you know, off the cuff to, to say it's starting to concern me that we – now, you know, six weeks into the season, still cannot figure out how to create any sort of attacking threat, right? We have good results, and that's important. Like, good teams get results. I'm never going to look past that. The city results fucking monumental. Huge, dude. Like, we have good results this season. Our football has not been good. We've defended that's well, true. and that's about it. Sure. We don't no, have you're... a 10. We don't have a legitimate 10. We, so, like, you're exactly. crying out for Exactly. We're crying out for a, a, a lack of creativity. We just don't. We don't have one. Exactly. So it's like, like I don't know, man. Scott, I yeah. think I think you I think you hit the nail on the head though. With we we have results this season. We don't have uh, great play this season. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think obviously not as big as the city result though. I think this is still a result today because it's against it, it's, it. And 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 look, everyone said this today, but I'll just repeat it. This is the toughest match. Spurs will face in this competition in the group stage away yeah. to Ren. Um, Ren is the third choice to win this competition, and Spurs mm-hmm. are the favorite. And we all know the team between those two is Roma. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those are the three teams that are kind of considered viable to win this competition as favorites. Really, it's really it's Spurs and Roma, and then there's a drop off. But Ren is still up in that in that echelon. So it it, it does need to be said that getting this point was important and i also think that look i know we're talking about a lower level team and a team that is technically in what 11th place in the french league right now i also think it's stupid to look at those things four weeks into the season and call this an 11th place team in france like this team obviously finished i think it was fifth or sixth last season in france it wasn't the 11th best team this is still a, a formidable enough opponent that when they fell down to one in the second half it would have been easy for them to pack things up and just go home. And they didn't. They came back. They got a goal. You know, the Viking put one away. And they did get out of there with a draw. So th- there are positives to take from this result, even if the performance, like you said, was still very much not good. And you're probably right. If this team is a- against any top 15, or if this game is against a top 15 Premier League club, they probably don't get that result. But it wasn't. And you got to play the teams on your schedule, and that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt. Speaking of the teams on the schedule, there's a big one on Sunday, and uh, we're gonna, you know, take a quick break and come back and chat about that, and talk about, you know, all the fingernails we're gonna bite off leading up to that one. We'll do it right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Tottenham Depot, Andrew, Todd, and Scott along here with you. And before we get into talking about the Chelsea match, which 
I don't really want to talk about that much, but we're going to. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur released a third kit today, and it wasn't completely out of nowhere, but it was a little bit out of nowhere. And when they released it, I half expected them to be wearing it during the match today, but they were not. They were back to another thing we didn't discuss about the match. They were back in all white, white shorts, as well as white tops for a European match, which was great. Um, But the third kit, for those who haven't seen it, it's a purplish with like some... What is it like a tannish green? It's a, it's a green. It's a proper green. It's uh, like a like a limeish. I know that the I know that the birthday boy Dakota, who who couldn't be with us this evening, is a huge fan of it because he actually purchased this thing like three months ago from some illegal Chinese website. I'm kidding. It's not illegal <laughs> to to buy things, but he he bought not, like not, a not he legal. bought a yeah he bought like a speck of this kit when it was rumored to be a kit. But now that it is an actual kit, he was all pumped, and he was pumped that they released it on his birthday. But um, what did T- Todd? What did you think of this kit? This this new third kit that I assume is going to be worn in Europe, maybe like the yellow kit from last year, but maybe elsewhere as well. Who knows? I don't. I am very much on the fence uh, about this kit because it's it's something where until I see it on, like it's hard for me to go. That looks rad. Yeah. Now the initial the initial things that I'm looking at in terms of like all the press that I've seen. Um, I think they're pushing Skippy real hard in this kit, uh, are the club, and it's looking really good. It's it's, it's looking sharp. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty partial to the Galaxy kit we got going on right now. I think. Yeah, I got that I one. Think I'm a little, which they're out at the shop right now. I hope they re- have refreshed with this new arrival of this one. Um, but I try to get one for my daughter's birthday, the Galaxy, and they're out in her size, and she's not going to be happy. Anyway. Um, but as I'm looking at this kit, Andrew, I wish they would have done – I wish they would have saved this one until next year since they did the Galaxy kit this year. I think two off-the-wall kits in the same year, it's a little loud, right? I like something that's like the you have the classic kit, like the home kit that we have. And, you know, you generally have like a kind of straight down the middle or, or something that's that's a little unique. Uh, for, for an away kit. And then you got a wild third shirt. Well, we got a wild as fuck away shirt. I wish we would have had something that was a little bit more down the middle for the third. I haven't, I didn't look into this before the podcast because I'm, I'm a very unprofessional person when it comes to preparing for these things, but I can't remember. I think it's been f- maybe five years since Tottenham only released two kits. We, I think we've had a third kit now for like five, maybe six years going, right? Yeah. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I mean, it's not surprising that they released this. Scott, what, what did you think of this kit? Because I'm kind of with Todd. I'm a little on the fence about it, and I also kind of feel like if it's going to cut into any of the time that they would potentially wear the cosmic kit, I'm not going to be happy because I love the cosmic kit. Same. I, I'm with Todd that I just think it's a little too loud in the same year as a cosmic kit, and like this is kind of a time where I'm going to just be annoying as fuck and just say I wish Tottenham would just be like. Nice and quiet. Just a white kit, <laughs> a blue kit, and then maybe even that's it. But like, just just focus on the football stuff right now because it's not good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a cool looking kit. I'll probably end up buying it one night after a couple of beers, and you know, we'll we'll see what it looks like. Um, Scott, you drink? Yeah, from time to time. I didn't know. But that. uh, but no, I I don't know, man. I just as much as I want to banter when I say this, like I really kind of mean it that like. We just have two crazy kits 
at a time where everything about the club is fucking crazy. And I don't know if that's like good or bad, but I can, like, I was having a conversation with, with, with my uh, Canadian Andrew friend, um, not the American one, but the one North of the border earlier today. And he, he, you know, he and I were just discussing how every direction you look, every angle and granted he and I get real fucking money together so like you know we have to consider that but i think i've never known i've never known andrew to be moaning about anything he never complains about anything yeah right yeah he he and i never bitch Those about Andrews. Shit. yeah i don't like the word bitch all right sorry he and i don't complain about things often but i think he and i were mentioning today that you can look in a dozen different directions and see a problem at spurs right now and that's kind of there's just so many there's so many different directions that you can go with what's happening in the negative of Spurs right now that I think the Q kits are very reflective of the chaos. So I don't know, whatever. A lot okay. of chaotic energy. It's a lot of chaotic energy for yeah, sure. I'm rambling. It's so chaotic, but there's a, uh, there's chaotic energy for this club heading into Sunday as well, because um, Chelsea is, is headed to N17 and Chelsea are uh, for those who haven't seen Chelsea this year, they're pretty fucking good. Um, they're, they're probably one of the, you know, two or three teams that could potentially win the whole damn thing. Uh, they are the European champions, um, with where Spurs are at right now, Todd. I mean, we were kind of talking a little bit during the break, like, what do you do if you're Tottenham? (laughs) Who do you put out there at this point? I mean, potentially no young men's son, potentially no, it looks like no Steven Bergvine or Lucas Moore after today. Uh, potentially no Eric Dyer still after his injury last week. You know you don't have Jaffa Tanganga because he's on a red card uh, after last week. Uh, you've got Sanchez and Romero both coming back, for, and, and Lacelso for that matter, all coming back from South America, uh, arriving, we believe, the day before um, from Croatia, where they've spent the last 10 days. Um, who have I missed? I know I've missed some something here that's that's gone awry for spurs what oh you, bergvine's gone uh yeah lucas bergvine and lucas gone. yeah yeah i like what do you, you do play, yeah you gotta you gotta you, you play you play a back three um i think i think the who are the three is, because uh, oh like, i put joey road on the left of uh cootie and uh and sanchez, and sanchez. coming back in okay absolutely so, and lacelso probably I, either he starts for me he comes out he's the first off the bench at 60 like um he absolutely plays for me as well um these guys are fresh they've not had the tread on the tires of the last week and a half that spurs the other spurs players have had um let's take advantage of that Scott, do you trust sticking these players coming back from quarantine right back in? Because it makes me nervous. I know we talked a little bit in the group chat earlier today. Like, if you've got if you've got any kind of a combination of Romero and Sanchez, especially coming out of Croatia back to London this quickly, like those are both guys. And look, all credit to Sanchez; he's played well this season. We've seen Romero be aggressive. Like, th- there's a penalty waiting to happen here, is there not? Totally. I don't, I don't want Romero on the pitch period. And I like, I have so high, such high hopes for him. And I think he's a fantastic footballer. So I don't want to give the wrong impression when I say that, but I just think he has a lot to learn before he competes against Chelsea in the premier league. And, and we, we are one emotionally driven decision away from a really bad scenario in this match. Um, I prefer Sanchez and Rodon, but Sanchez has to play. So if, if we're grouping them in the same category on, on 
on you know the premise of of the quarantine piece i don't know if i have like to stand on because it ain't going to be fucking Rodon and Davies, my God, right? It's got to be Rodon and Sanchez this weekend, unless by the grace of, of all the deities, Dyer ends up back. Um, Todd, get in here, man. Well, I'm just Dude, saying, like, it wouldn't shock me to see. I think we're going to go more defensive. Especially we're not going back three. Them. Great shot. Yeah. Just like so if, if, we go, yeah. if we go with three and, and we don't – because I think you have a great shot as well that you don't – you don't – Cootie's got a lot to learn. And between him and Sanchez, like, it's already – God, what is it, like, Michael Oliver is the fucking referee? Like, the, the penalty has already been awarded. Um, I thought it was – I thought Tierney was the referee. I'm making shit up. It doesn't even matter. The penalty's okay. already been awarded. We like, haven't like, won a game matter. that he's refed in five years, this guy. Tierney? Tierney. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it is yeah, Paul so, Tierney. Yeah. So, That's good. like, realistically – I. I I don't, for me, if you want the best opportunity to win this match, you play the lineup that I stated. If you want the best opportunity to come out of this match for the overall health of the season and for the mental health of Cudi Romero, um, you play Rodon at the top. You play Sanchez, and fuck my life for saying this, you play Davies on the other side of the three, uh, on the left side of the three, and you and you go from there. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, if you're playing with a three, I mean, assuming that Eric Dyer is not not going to be fit, and we don't That's think that saying. he is, it really leaves you with one backup. It leaves you with one backup center back. It's either Ben Davis or you know one of the uh, one of the uh, South American yeah. fellas, Sanchez or Romero, whichever one you're leaving. And that's assuming that he's just going to go stick Rodon right back in after I believe Rodon played 90 minutes today, right? Yeah. Um, so well, not not saying he can't turn around and play 90 again on Sunday. It's just like this is where they are, and 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 we haven't even moved to the midfield or the attack. We're just talking about the back line at this point. I and I think Todd's back three shot is solid, and I think a lot that even has to do with the selection up top or lack of selection up top, right? And I think in a way you end up defaulting to a back three potentially because you really don't you you don't have personnel that you trust in other areas of the pitch, right? So you end up finding yourself in a situation where like, we don't have Sonny, we don't have Lucas, we don't have Bergvine. Let's play three at the back. Let's set up shop, which you probably want to do against Chelsea anyways. See if Harry Kane can find a goal. I don't know where that fuck the goal is going to come from. It probably won't, but like we should just probably play back three. Um, And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't think Davies playing is a bad shout. Now the, the thing that concerns me about a back three is, that will or five or whatever same thing right but i think ultimately it's going to drive us to play the ball out wide a lot which could be good against chelsea in my opinion who bar reese james aren't that strong in the fullback position but i think my concern is against palace we tried to play out wide and it was fucking so bad like yeah. so I don't know, man. We're, we're, well, we're I, I hate saying it, boys. We're in trouble. However, we paint. I mean, if Emerson, we are. Emerson performs as poorly as he did against Zaha. Yeah. <sighs> I'm, I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is watching fucking Lukaku beat up Joey Rodon for 90 minutes sure. and Correct. watching not freaking Ziyech run at Ben Davies for 90 minutes. God dog it, man. And you know, of all of these things, you know what my biggest concern still remains? Is that Harry Winks starts? Like I, I, I'm, 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 and I'm saying that only partially I facetiously. I, I, that is oh, honestly. Shit. He didn't play today, though. You're right. Yeah, he's 100 percent starting. God. Still, my he biggest fear. Start. 
Right. That's still my biggest fear because if you're playing 90, didn't he? Even if they do play a back five, which I don't particularly think that they will, but if they did, you're still going to see probably a what Hoybier winks and maybe even skip. Maybe, maybe he throws all three of them back there. Never again today. I never again, those three together. No, 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 no. I I think that Tongi plays. I when you Tommy look at this, though, when you look at this ahead plays. of the defense, you still, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing to, to, to not cry. You really only have two true attacking players in Kane and Brian Heal. Um, Kane obviously came off today, didn't play the full 90. Thank uh, God. I believe, I believe Brian did. Um, those are your two, you know, straight up attacking players. Uh, with Lucas out, with Bergvine out, and we're assuming these things. Obviously, I guess you could throw Dane Scarlett into that mix, but dude, all right. I mean, come on, guys. Like this is there's not you a lot going forward ready, for this man. team right now. Fuck it, dude. Chelsea is so good. Play a three-five-two. Throw Scarlett and Kane up top. Let the kid see if he can bag a goal. <laughs> it changes the trajectory of his fucking career if you do. And if and you and you tell him, look, man, we're gonna get fucking beat by ten goals today, bud. If if we lose. Don't sweat it, man. I want to give you an opportunity. That's probably what I'd tell him uh, Honestly, behind a very closed door. You know what's as good as three points coming out of Sunday is everyone th- like leaves the pitch on their own terms and doesn't get hurt because you just need to, at this point with the the bodies hitting the deck, like you really do need health going forward. As you mentioned, it's Wolves next. Uh, I believe it. I said it earlier. I believe it's next Wednesday. Uh, in the League Cup, yes, next Wednesday, <laughs> a week from Sunday is another London derby, a, a, an even more important London derby against the Arsenal. Uh, then you Thank turn God around, we have a weak team. Then you turn around that following Thursday, it's the, the next round of the Conference League. Now, granted, it's against a team that they should walk over, but it still is another match to play. Um, and then a few days after that is Villa, and and then you get an international break, but. Still, like you, you have to play another one, two, three, four, five games before your next international break. You have to get through them with enough bodies. Like at this point, <laughs> Spurs don't have the bodies to get those through those five games. What team are we playing next in the conference league? It's Murrah. God blessed Slovenians. Okay, yes. I see where we're at. Yeah, and that's a home match as well. So there's no travel involved with that. It's it is kind of the break. Mora is Mora is the team that lost two nil today uh, in their first match to um, Viet to Viet, 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 yeah Vitesse maybe are they the, the team from the Netherlands? Yeah, they're Dutch. That's right. Yeah, they're the Dutch side. So the, Mora <laughs> is the team that is like the longest of long shots when you look at you know the the, the betting odds. Um, they are the tied for the the longest odds to do anything in this competition so you should be able to handle them with a hopefully a youth squad hopefully you know the dane yeah. scarlet and the you know alpha divines of the world can go out there maybe even golini can go out there and not give up a goal we'll see no if they're shooting from outside the box he's fucked it doesn't matter <laughs> maybe he can maybe he can rap during the game and distract them from i i think that's a better show dude if, if he can drop a mixtape as to what's actually fucking going on behind the scenes of Tottenham, man that would be awesome <laughs> that'd be better than the uh the amazon documentary right oh i'll take that over a fucking trophy any day baby <laughs> let's go we uh we are 
I would say looking forward to coming back on Sunday and talking about whatever the hell happens at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but that would be lying to you. We are kind of dreading it, but hey, man, this is this is the Premier League. Anybody can beat anybody, even a team that is down and out and and looking like their backs are up against the wall. Uh, it could happen. I'm just saying it's not likely, but it could happen. We'll have, we'll have hope. The hope is what kills us. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's what, why we, why we'll watch, why we'll keep coming back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll get far Sunday morning at eight 30, by the way, which for the three of us, like we're sleeping in anyone out there is like seven 30. I'm going to say it every time. Like you're just pathetic, man. Like just let's go come out here and watch a match. But Later, later start for us, West Coasters. Basically a night game for us, West Coasters. We're feeling good. We'll have been up for like five hours and be well and lubricated at that point. But I'm going to get to the bar fully expecting a Tottenham win. And by the 10th minute, I'll be fucking well over that feeling and just ordering rounds, crushing beers with with the boys and girls. And whatever happens, happens. But I'll be be drinking beer with good people. Come on, you fucking screws. So you heard it here first. Scott will be drunk for the podcast on Sunday, so be sure to tune in for that. Uh, we, will enjoy, we will enjoy that. You can follow Scott and his drunk ass at DSM Spurs. You can follow the Todd Father at TC underscore Kasho. You can follow me at Aestetka. Follow the podcast at Tottenham Depot, where we are always taking your input and your feedback. Leave us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice as well. Uh Boys, this was fun, uh, even though the game wasn't as fun as we wanted it to be. We will be back to talk to you on Sunday following Chelsea. Until then, as always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for stopping by the Tottenham Depot. Thanks to Scott Bird for our intro music, as well as the tunes you are hearing right now. Thanks to Dakota Booth for our artwork. Thank you as well to our spouses who put up with our obsession with this football club and for all that they do. And thanks to you, the listener, who really makes this happen. Supporters make this club, and you, the listener, are what make this podcast possible. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tottenham Depot, and as always, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>